What's up, you guys? This is the Talking Company back at it again. And with episode number six, we did something a little bit different. We got the opportunity to interview my very own sister, Brennan Wadle, a musician out in Boston making her move down to Nashville. And we're super excited for you guys to be able to hear a little bit about it. Um, things didn't go exactly as planned with the recording. So that being said, there's some choppy audio. So what we did was we split it up and I'll be narrating throughout. So I say we just jump right in. Here is my sister, Brennan. So why don't you, uh, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? What, uh, who are you, Brennan? Well, my name is Brennan and I, I live in Boston, Massachusetts. I just graduated from Berklee College of Music. Rock and, and roll. I majored in songwriting. Mm. And I'm a singer, songwriter, artist, performer. Icon. <laughs> the singer, songwriter, performer icon is making big moves down to Nashville this upcoming August to pursue her dream. And she goes on a little bit to talk about it. Well, in August of 2019, I'm moving down to Nashville, Tennessee. Hey. And um, I'm going to pursue a life as an artist, songwriter. Hell yeah. Freak. Freak. Nice. Tennessee can help me with that dream. Absolutely. It's songwriting graduate school. So, y'all. If your verbiage changes, I'm going to make fun of you. For sure. 100%. We have to. I, that's okay, but it, it changed when Good. I came to Boston a little bit. Are you psyched? How do you feel about it? I am really excited. I'm nervous, of course. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little um, sad to be leaving beautiful, cold, emo Boston. <laughs> but no good story starts if you stay in the same place. Yeah, right. I read right. Pinterest the other day. <laughs> very good i'll roll with it um but so when you're going down to nashville are you going to be more working with your songwriting or are you going to be a musician what's kind of your end goal well the internship will be like pretty songwriting heavy it's um it would be at a publisher which is the middleman between the artists and so ariana grande needs a new hit like a publisher will be like okay Writers, let's get right. <laughs> wow, so you're ghost writing, sort of. I'm gonna be like coffee writing, right? <laughs> this internship, but like, um, but I'm gonna do both equally. I'm gonna put you know a few years full effort into pursuing this thing. And like she said earlier, Brennan attended Berkeley College of Music one of the most prestigious music universities in the world. So that being said, she had a ton of stories to share about it and all about her experiences. So this next part will be about her sharing her experiences at Berkeley and how it impacted her and her career. Or have you just evolved yourself and you just use Berkeley as, you know, putting more tools in your toolbox type? Those very words have been thrown around countless times, you know, like tools in the toolbox. That's what teachers say a lot here but I think the main thing that I've taken from this experience is being in such a like a dense creative world you know where yeah. everybody is like they're there because they love music and they're like they're <laughs> they're signing themselves up 
for a lifetime of freelance work because they love music so much. They're majoring in music. And to have, you know, 2,500 people on the same block who all have that same drive and all want to perform together, write together, record, whatever it is, I think that was what helped me the most. So given that they were at a university of 2,500 people, with musicians all doing the same thing, community tended to be such a strong part as to why Berkeley was so special to both Brennan and her roommate Hannah, who is also an artist, who is also going to be showing up in this next segment. So that being said, is there competition among the students, or, or how does that work there? Is it kind of a... It's a music school. <laughs> There's competition everywhere, if you choose to be a part of it. But that's, that goes back to your last question. Like, there are people who are constantly, constantly gigging outside of the Berkeley community, like Brennan, who's constantly out in the real world. And then there are people who base their Berkeley experience off of the amount of Berkeley shows that they can do. Both are valid. Both, both, are, both are really super good. good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, but so many different journeys and paths that you can take and, you know, give your all to. Yeah wrong with either i'm just saying that there's so much competition to get into those berkeley shows right like the berkeley culture itself like revolves around the berkeley shows and people get sassy in there and it's almost (laughs) they forget that you can gig outside of there yeah right exactly (laughs) but that show amazing to oh my god the work Uh, honoring missy elliott justin timberlake alex Trebek. No, Lattimore, yeah. To sit and watch my classmates that I, like, you know, a a few saw from the stage. Shit, I had, you know, ear training, too, with that person. Oh, they're killing it. They're honoring Missy Elliott to her face right now. Right. They're singing a ballad to Justin Timberlake. They're singing Defying Gravity to Alex Lattimore, like that's it's power and it it made me feel so much pride sitting in the audience and just watching my classmates do iconic fucking things right yeah (laughs) that was super cool so amongst the crowd and in the the uh, the seniors graduating did you see how many different kinds of people did you meet like there's got to be all sorts of people at this music school what did that look like for you so many countries represented so many backgrounds so many stories so many genres right oh my god i think that's like the coolest part about berkeley is like being surrounded by thousands of people who only care about music like you do but what like the different types of music that got them to that place and like Mm -hmm. so many different types of people with the same you know general idea of a dream of making a life with music Music, but the different types of music that led them to that path it's so it's crazy to just like see so many different types of people be bound together by one thing but everybody has a different idea of what that one yeah. thing sounds like or how to make it or create it it's like you know music is such a universal language that it because that sounds so cliche and cheesy but it really is like it, absolutely so hmm. who listen and make so many different things but and behind every artist, there are at least, you know, there are dozens of people that have influenced them. And to hear the, like, it all come together and 
being able to hear who people's heroes are just by hearing them sing or by what they write. I think it's just, it's so valuable. I, I wouldn't know half of the musicians I look up to today if I wasn't introduced to them by classmates. Right. People I look up to at. The next cut is one of my favorites. Brennan and Hannah dig deep on why music means the most to them and how it brings power to so many people. And the greatest thing is, is the music is never ending. Like, we'll never oh, make never. enough music. It won't stop. And there's only going to be more and more genres, I feel like. Yeah, but, like, sometimes that stresses me out. It's like, I'll hear, like, a new, like, song, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the best song ever. And then sometimes all I can think about is, like, holy shit, there's so many amazing things being made. Right. Like, I'm never here, and I just want to keep all, all of it. Or even, like, going just into the scheme of my friends, like, listening to Brennan's music is like a holy experience for me. Like when she shows me a new song, shut up. When she shows me a new song, cry, I weep because all I can think about is like how many ridiculously, ridiculously talented people I know. And I just want the world to hear them. Like, I just want everybody on earth to hear at least one song by Brennan. And sometimes it stresses me out that they won't because there is such a there's such a massive amount of music being produced right now that it's hard to hear all of it and that's beautiful and then i get stressed out by it but then i'm like right that's the point is mm -hmm. always something being made and it's always the something well, like not always forty thousand songs are uploaded to spotify every day jesus forty thousand that is absurd it is absurd but i think that's also absurdly beautiful it is it is schmo can up what makes them want to keep living well, think about soundcloud how oh, many up because you can just boop, boop, beep, right and youtube to everything it's crazy yeah just changed how like whether it's music or video or like any type of art is being taken and because anybody has the means to put their stuff anywhere they want like i was talking anybody. about this anybody you're literally grandma, anybody your dog johnny you could make a song on garage band and put it on the internet it would hell yeah true. <laughs> true no our buddy seth seth on the podcast has done it oh, i yeah. dad shouts out i dad yeah we're dropping a song here pretty soon just wait on it it's low key though it's low key though. it's in the plans it's in the plans uh, i already already been i already spoke too much already <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep it on the low. Just like any other profession, everybody's got to start somewhere. So in this next cut, we go into detail about Brennan's first music teacher, Joe Maylander, and how he shaped her into who she is today. Going on to the next thing, Brennan, we got to shout out Joe Maylander and talk about your experiences with him and how he's impacted who you are today. Our refrigerator keeps buzzing. Do you hear it? No, I don't. Yeah. Oh, was that what it was earlier? Just a loud, obnoxious, super loud noise for like three seconds? We have to like, we have to kick it. That's probably what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can hear it. Now we're good. We're good. Joe Maylander, who is he? Maylander was one of my earliest musical memories was I was sitting on the couch with Joe Maylander. He was teaching me like Blackbird or something. And then he was like, why don't you sing this song? And mom was making meatloaf and she was putting it in the shape of a heart and she was putting the onions into the meatloaf and oh. the meat. And 
and I sang Blackbird, and I got so sweaty. <laughs> I turned red. I turned beet red, and I was wearing a sweater. It was probably a St. Ben's sweater, but um, that was Joe Maylander, if you're listening. <laughs> he went on to win a Grammy. He, yes. he does children's music with the Okie Dokie Brothers, and um, that, that's where I got my, um, that's my start, my folk guitar emo ass roots we love joe maylander he does children's music correct yes that's sick i'm sure he also writes normal right right (laughs) how'd you guys how'd you guys even meet him a grammy winner yeah he well we met him and he's at your house your mom was making this dude dinner what like explain he didn't win a grammy when I was studying under him. <laughs> it was a few years after that. But um, I don't know. I My friend was taking lessons from him, and our moms talked, and she was like, yeah, Brennan should take lessons with Joe. <laughs> and the rest is history. And the rest is history. Brennan is not the only musical talent in this house, ladies and gentlemen. In this next cut, Brennan and I go into details about our very beginnings when we learned violin and guitar in the hallways of Our Lady of Grace Church. Yeah, I took lessons with Joe. I, uh, yes, I did. I remember sitting on um, the chair in our living room and I was trying to play Collide. Um, and he was like, okay, so play guitar, but then look around the room and talk about random shit. So I did, and I tried, and I couldn't fucking do it. I couldn't play the notes and talk at the same time for some reason. Like, it's not me. It sucks. That's an interesting technique. I like that. Yeah. Joe yeah. yeah, he's just like, talk about what's going on around you. I was like, I ain't bet. But it didn't go very well. I started talking about chickens, I think. That was the one song that I made. Do you remember when I gave you a guitar lesson? Uh, yeah, and <laughs> we wouldn't start, no, no, you don't have to be sorry, I just, like, totally remember it, and I'll never forget it, because it's clown, but <laughs> tell us that, do you remember it very well? I want to hear you tell it. Clown, okay, so, I remember I walked into, I was talking to you about wanting to learn how to play guitar, and we are like, I bet, let's do this. So, like, I walked into your room, and you were like, okay, first, you have to start dancing. And do a dance for, you asked me to do it for 60 seconds. And I wouldn't do it. I turned on <laughs> I, I just, I couldn't get myself to do it. And the, But the reason you said it, it, it kind of, like, you said you have to do it so you're confident and you don't care about what you're doing. And I I wasn't able to do that at that point in my life. But, I don't know, now I am. But now I I don't want to know how to play guitar. (laughs) Like, it's your job. Indubitably. What's good? Johnny Johnny has a musician's soul. Yeah, I didn't know you played. No, no, like, I... So, I took lessons for violin. I took lessons for guitar. uh, Violin? Yeah, it wow. was Steez. I did that in like sixth grade. It wasn't that long. Well, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Low key, yeah. Uh, but I, I tried. Do you what was the the violin teacher's name? Beth. Uh. Beth. <laughs> Beth. Beth actually sounds familiar. No, 
Well, yeah, she came to OLG, but she like, we went to her house too, and I remember I'd watch Shrek in the car while you would do violin. <laughs> and, then we'd and you'd watch Shrek in the car. Wow. <laughs> My memory is shot. I don't recall. I remember because I had lessons with. What's good? She had a bird. Oh, the bird. The bird. I remember the bird. That's crazy. Her house smelled really funny. It smelled like a fucking bird. Bird is the word. Yeah, that's crazy. It was like a parrot, though, wasn't it? Like, it talked to you. Hey, listen up. Everybody pay attention. Drop what you're doing. Put your pencils down. Uh, Roll up the magazines. Throw out the trash and stuff we've got a big announcement here ladies and gentlemen in this next cut brennan announces when she'll be dropping her newest ep remind the listeners august 1st 2nd or 3rd what's your album called let me look at the calendar i want to see which i don't need an official i just need i need a range are we getting an official right now though i think we should i think we should lock it down lock Lock it it down. down lock it down Should we do this or this? this. Alright. I'm pretty sure my, my new EP, Holy Water Branch, is coming out on August 2nd. We love and, that. Uh, I like that number. I do like that. Company. Uh, August 2nd, 2019. On all platforms? On all platforms, including YouTube. Hell yeah! Reddit. Is it is it already Porn finished? Hub. Is it is it done right now? It's finished. We just have to get it mastered, and I need an album cover, and I need to kiss everybody the lips who helped me out with this because so I owe my life to these people who helped me make this. Like I am so full of gratitude, and I could have done it without. A lot of people's help. Hell yeah. We're super excited to listen to it. And unfortunately, that is about where we cut out. Uh, We got to work on our audio. Our audio sucks. I'm so sorry, guys. We got to figure out new recording things because Skype is letting us down and this, this, and that. We hope you guys have enjoyed all of our interviews thus far. Uh, We've been putting a lot of time in. We're really just trying to put out some entertaining content for you guys and hopefully uh, let you guys learn a thing or two along the way. So that being said, I'm going to leave you guys with that. Go out, enjoy the rest of your week, enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers.